This is Fayette Forward, where we discuss trails, transit, city planning, and anything else that's on our minds. Our goal is to keep Fayetteville moving forward in a positive, inclusive, and intentional way that benefits everyone who lives in this great city in the Ozarks. You ready? Come on in. Hey, everybody. My name is Meredith Caston, and I'm here with Nick Caston, my husband. Hello. Hello. And this is our new podcast, Fayette Forward. We created this podcast because we are rather new to the area of Fayetteville, Arkansas. We're about two years in, and we love it. This is pretty much my dream city. And we really want to be part of keeping this city moving forward in a way that benefits everybody. We recognize that being newer transplants, we are contributing to some of the issues that any city experiences when it grows. Some of those include lack of affordable housing, increased traffic, and just some of the other issues that you can see in rapidly growing cities like Austin, Texas, Nashville, Tennessee. So we started this podcast hoping that we could be a net positive for the area. It's very important to us that we aren't causing problems with housing affordability. It's very important to us that we aren't causing problems with increased traffic. And we thought, what better way to ensure that we could do these things, given that we are novices and we have no idea how to stop these issues from happening, than to interview people around town, whether they're considered experts or local citizens who feel the same way that we do, that we want to keep this city wonderful and inclusive and affordable for everybody. Yeah, that's great. And one of the things we've noticed since living here is just people are very nice. They're very open. They're very kind and willing to talk to us about issues, good and bad, and are just passionate about the city in general and, and the region. And so, um, we wanted to kind of harness some of that passion because we have these one-on-one conversations with people that, you know, aren't recorded, but they're really inspiring or interesting or we're learning something. And we're always thinking like, man, this should be recorded so other people could hear this because, you know, everyone's busy and you don't always have time to talk to everybody in the city. And, you know, sometimes you go online, you go on forums and things and, and it's just a bunch of noise. You know, people are complaining and it's hard to separate the quality information from the not so great quality information. So we're hoping to um, maybe help in our own little way and for our own purposes as well. We get to nerd out and talk to people that we find interesting and we think are cool uh, in, 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 you know, the transit uh, trails system, city planning, affordable housing, all of the, the areas of growth that people are concerned about, but also just shining a light on some of the great things that the city already does and calling attention to things that maybe could be done better. So we're trying to keep this as neutral as possible where we're we're realizing that we're not necessarily the experts on any of this, but we're passionate about it and we want to talk to other passionate people who know more than we do and share that with all of you, the listeners. So thank you for joining us. And this episode is going to be a little different than our normal episodes where we'll be interviewing someone. In this case, it's just uh, Meredith and I. And just wanted to really quickly go over kind of how we plan to release this. A lot of podcasts are weekly. We probably aren't going to keep up that kind of cadence just because this is a passion project of ours, a hobby of ours. It may turn into something more later, but at this point, 
we just want to release stuff as we have it as it's available so we're going to target maybe like a monthly release but uh, really it's just going to be whenever we are able to and uh, whenever we find people that are inspiring and, and have interesting things to say so just bear with us as we figure out our our schedule and our format but uh, we're really excited to share all this with you uh, meredith you want to just give a quick background of us and how we got here and that kind of stuff sure sure so as I stated earlier, I'm Meredith Caston. My husband is Nick Caston. I grew up in Tyler, Texas, which is about six hours from Fayetteville. And I've been living, or I had been living in San Diego, California, which is where I met Nick for close to 20 years. And the whole time I lived there, there were things that I loved about it, but there were things that I always missed about living closer to my family one of them being living near my family. And I missed the seasons and I missed the slower pace of a smaller city. And I missed the affordability and I missed the kindness, just the fact that people would make eye contact and smile on the streets. Obviously not everything is rosy and perfect in this part of the country. And I have my issues with certain aspects of this area, but at the end of the day, it's that kindness and the personal connection that you can make with people. And so as much as I loved Nick and as much as I had been settled in San Diego for many, many years, I always really had a foot out the door and wished that I could move closer to my family. It just wasn't happening because of work considerations. And at one point it was just, we didn't know where we could go that fit all the criteria that we wanted. For me, a big part of having seasons was that I didn't want a super summer dominant climate. I wanted four kind of equal mild seasons. And I didn't think that existed within a driving distance to my parents. So I happened to be talking with one of my colleagues when I was living in San Diego and he incidentally might be moving back here soon, but he had grown up here and he's the one who told me about this area existing. This was about four years ago. And I remember thinking that sounded really incredible, but it just wasn't the right time for us to move because Nick still had a job that required him to live in San Diego. And around a year later, he went remote at that job. Same company, just a different team. It happened to be remote. And I had started a business about a year before that. And so at that point, we were both remote. And I think it just we needed something to kick our butts into gear and make us move. And you can probably imagine what that was. Dun, dun, dun. COVID? The COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and not necessarily for any political reasons no, or anything like that. It was all. more just, um, it was interesting because it kind of broke our social ties in, which was, you know, a bit disconcerting, but also necessary at the time. And we kind of realized like, okay, this is an opportunity where we have settled into this pattern where we're not really hanging out with many people. You know, we're not our social lives have kind of been interrupted and disrupted. So we have this opportunity being remote that we can go check out a new place and it's relatively low friction. So we, um, we came out here and we stayed in a rental for just a month and kind of trialed it out and we loved it and we just decided to stay and we've been here ever since. So just over two years now and we've met really wonderful people here and I just, it's, it's been really great. I'm I'm personally, I'm originally from Los Angeles, California, and I lived there for my first 18 years and then went down to San Diego for school. And so I've lived in California my entire life up until two years ago. And so, you know, one thing I was very self-conscious about was, you know, we're from the evil empires, quote unquote, <laughs> of Texas and California. And, you know, I know how people feel about that stuff. And it's, you know, it's, 
I understand. I get it. Like you're, you're someone who grew up here. You're seeing the cost of living increase. You're seeing all these other uh, problems that come with growth. And there's also great things that come with growth, but you know, it's easy to notice the problems first and foremost. And, you know, we were kind of self-conscious about that. We're like, we don't want to move somewhere and then have everyone resent us for whatever we might be doing or might not be doing. So we really tried to dive into the community and meet people and try to really understand the the local culture here and just embrace what the great things are that are already here. And now that we've been established a little while, we're like, you know, there's all these great things that we just want to see them continue and improve and, you know, work with people locally to figure out how to do that in a sustainable way that, you know, really benefits everyone. So this podcast is an extension of that, but really, you know, we just love the the nature here. The trail system was a big draw for us. We love to bike. We're always out there. You'll probably see us on the trail sometime. And, you know, we try to patronize a lot of trail oriented businesses and uh, we walk a lot and, you know, we love the trail around Lake Fayetteville and all, you know, there's just so many things. We love nature. We love the outdoors. Um, we love alternative modes of transportation. You know, there's just a lot going on that we love here. So for anyone who knows us, thank you for being so welcoming. Yes, thank you. I want to echo that too. Very, very grateful for the many people who were very, very welcoming when we came here. That was huge for us. I think when we lived in California, one of my biggest issues was that people were always moving in and out and it felt like my friend group was shifting every couple of years. Part of that's affordability. Part of it's the fact that it was, I should say, lack of lack of affordability there. Part of it is just the culture and the nature of people kind of going west and then moving on to greener pastures. But since we've moved here, we've really felt like we live at home. It feels like the place we want to stay forever. And one of the reasons I love it so much personally is that it's a blend of almost a summer camp vibe with all of this nature. The The city has built itself around nature versus the alternative. And it's also still focused on active transportation to a large extent compared to other nature-focused cities. And so I've lived in Philadelphia. I lived in Austin, Texas. I've lived in Sydney, Australia. I've lived kind of a lot of different places for work and school. And this is my favorite place because it pulls elements of all of these wonderful places I've lived. And then it recognizes some of the potential downfalls that could come. For example, a lot of people say this place is the next Austin. And then I can probably see a lot of you cringing who are listening because when you think of the rapid growth that Austin had, it came with so much traffic and so much skyrocketing of housing costs that it priced out a lot of locals. And so I've seen such a difference here in terms of thinking ahead, in terms of really trying to mitigate any of these issues that come with rapid growth and with people kind of discovering a wonderful place and wanting to live there. And my philosophy is really, there should be a place for everybody if they want to live somewhere, but people should not move in and not expect to be part of helping things grow in an intentional way that benefits the people who've been there all along. So I think we can really find a way to embrace change, move forward, look ahead, really, really lean into the trail system and what the trail system can bring in terms of mitigating traffic, but then also look at things from an inclusivity perspective and say, well, what if somebody can't use the trail system? How do we make it better so that they can, or how do we make it it possible so that there are other forms of transportation that maybe don't require owning a car and spending all this money on gas. So that's a big focus of what we're doing. We love city nerd, 
city beautiful, strong not just towns. bikes, strong towns. Yeah, there are all these kind of new urbanist channels that we follow and we're really inspired by them. So what we're really hoping to do is sort of capture some of the conversations that are going on. We see them on Facebook, we see them on Reddit, we see them on various Discord channels and just local interpersonal conversations that we have. People have phenomenal ideas to address a lot of issues or just to kind of lean in to what's going really well. And we want to give those people a platform. So we plan to have a lot of people on who you might not ever expect would have a microphone in front of of them to be able to talk about their views but these views could be transformative. And then we're also going to be trying to get people on who you probably would expect to have a microphone in front of them and find out what their visions are for the future. Yeah. And uh, one thing we always talk about to each other is a city is usually either growing or it's dying. It's not very common for a city to just stay stagnant. It tends to go one way or the other. And we realize this area is growing whether people want it to or not. And there's going to be more people moving in. And so we have to just embrace that and move forward intentionally. And, you know, you can only fight it so much. And so we might, we have to figure out act, actionable solutions to make sure that it happens in a good way. So we hope we're part of the solution, not part of the problem. Um, but, you know, <laughs> which actually reminds me of a South Park Yeah, episode. I was just I laughing about that. Anybody <laughs> knows. I'm part of the solution. It, it's, I don't know if anyone hadn't seen that one. It's a great episode. It talks about people sniffing their own farts in San Francisco. <laughs> and drive yeah, Priuses. it's Randy driving a Prius. It's just really funny. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, there's, there's a lot of funny commentary on South Park. And, and, <laughs> and they lambast everybody equally, so it's fun. Um, so moving on to some, some lighter fare. <laughs> uh, we're going to ask each other a few questions uh, that, you know, might be of interest to listeners. So um, I'll start asking you, Meredith, uh, what are some of your favorite businesses or attractions along the trail system in Fayetteville? Oh, that's such a good question. I It's hard to pick a favorite because it really kind of depends on the day, but I am very partial to... I love Prairie Street Live as a venue. I think it's really cool. It gives you that sort of festival feel. It's almost like you're going to a festival, but it's on an extremely small scale. Yep. I love Arcega's Mill District, really any Arcega's location. The American Sh- Shaman, Shaman, however you say it, I think it's Shaman Kava Bar. Um, and also shout out to places like Noodles for having a really cool patio. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily even go there very often, but every time I bike by, I'm like, this is the coolest hangout. And um, I'm also going to steal one off of what I know you're going to say, but Nomad's Trailside. <laughs> yes. Love it. My fave. Yeah, I love going into the bathroom and just checking out all the stickers. <laughs> I love how... <laughs> Not my favorite part of going there. I wouldn't say the bathroom is why I go there, but I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, yeah. on that note, I mean, yeah, Nomad's Trailside is a huge favorite of mine. In fact, I would love to see a bunch of businesses just like it. And City Park is going to open soon. That's going to be similar. Um, but any of these businesses where they literally the patio opens out onto the trail. I mean, I was really sad to see our Segas at the depot go by the wayside. It's now it looks like a bomb shelter. It's, I don't know, it's pretty sad. But, you know, we need more of that because there's just nothing quite like that when you're on a trail and you just get to pull over and there's just people sitting and drinking and eating and laughing on the patio. It's It's a great feeling and it's a great vibe. And I think it's, we should encourage as much as that as possible. Another business that's right next to Nomad's Trailside or right near it is uh, Fossil Cove and uh, Wicked Wood-Fired Pizza, which is another favorite of mine that has a permanent food truck there. And just a great brewery, great people, 
a great vibe and just it's, if you ever just want to hang out and have coffee or a beer and, and some pizza it's a great place to go and actually there's another uh, vendor there now called uncommon egg rolls which we haven't had yet yeah. but uh, it's always it looks, closed when we go it looks really interesting so um, i like to see that so next question would be uh, what's an organization business or cause you'd like to shout out in any capacity <laughs> there's so many yeah there are really. um one of my personal favorites is hippie hollow it's in fiesta square run by a nice woman named Haley, and i like it because she has really put a lot of thought into sustainability and making it possible to go and refill some of our plastic containers and glass containers to reduce single-use plastic i was never really really that aware of the damage that single-use plastic does until recently, the last couple of years, and I've tried to become more cognizant of my own use without becoming militant, and part of that involves things like going and refilling my dishwashing fluids when they run out, and I also really like Buff City laundry detergent, and so they will give you a dollar off if you take your empty plastic container in and get a refill. So I love any business that is looking toward sustainability in a way that's kind of thoughtful and not pushing things down people's throats, but more just happy and encouraging. And what I love about Haley is when you walk into her store, she is not pushing things down your throat or making you feel bad for driving in versus biking or anything like that. In fact, she's just trying to get people whenever possible to make these small incremental changes in a really lighthearted way. And also her store smells freaking incredible. <laughs> she stocks, I mean, so much of it is cleaning products and, and candles. candles yeah. um, and so I just really like going in there. It's light, it's bright, it's just beautiful. I also want to shout out Black-owned NWA. I think it's really cool that they're constantly putting on these expos where bakers and makers and creators and cleaners and whatever kind of business they run people from the black community can come in and showcase it and they do it a couple of times a year and it's just fun honestly it's just really fun really nice people i love the pride festival here there are just so many events here and i think that's me getting a little off topic but i think i really like all the events that we do mm -hmm. i love first thursdays i love the gully park concert series i think what really makes me happy is when i can go to these events like first Thursday and just see people that I like or see people from around town that I know. And I love seeing civil servants and elected officials turn up at these things. That's something that moving from a big city to a small city has been really enjoyable for me is being able to see the mayor or being able to see people from city council and just talk with them. I'm not the type that's going to go up and complain about a pothole, but I am the type who's going to go up and just say hello and, and want to make friends with them and just appreciate the fact that they're coming out and attending events and trying to stay engaged and active in the community and not hang out in some ivory tower. Yeah, that's true. And that's, there's just a lot of community here. And that was another of the reasons we moved here was because not that there isn't community in, in big city, but because it is smaller, you just get that one-on-one -on -one interaction with so many people. And when people do have a community event, because it's not, there's not like a, a thousand things to do, people aren't spread as thin. And so I think people are more willing to go to the same event. And so you get, you know, maybe you'll have a handful of events going on and you'll have a large number of people showing up to all of them. And that's really nice because you just tend to run into the same people. So I really enjoy that, especially coming from a, a place like LA originally where, you know, 
you get a little of that sometimes in your like very <laughs> local neighborhood, but it's it's really not the same at all. Yeah. Um, you might run into a celebrity occasionally, so I guess that's cool, but uh, <laughs> not know. my thing. But yeah. <laughs> well, quick shout out before before we get into Nick's shout outs of his own organizations, but I want to shout out Randy Wilburn from I Am Northwest Arkansas. We're going to be having him on as a guest, and he is one of the main inspirations for us both moving here mm-hmm. and doing a podcast because he really has thrown himself into getting involved with the community and he's someone who we run into constantly around town and it is always such a pleasure to see him and I think seeing that he was a transplant here back in I think 2014 Mm -hmm. and how he's gotten involved with the community and he's really made the effort to try to get involved and make this place the best version of itself and make himself the best version of himself by living here It was very inspiring for us to sort of find a little niche that we're interested in, which is active transportation and city planning, and try to do the same type of deal. And so we're really excited to have him on soon. And yeah, so Nick, what would be some of the organizations, businesses, and causes you'd personally like to shout out? Yeah, well, one that's uh, very near and dear to our hearts is uh, Fayetteville Strong, which is a brand new organization that we are a part of, uh, full disclosure. And it is just a grassroots organization where people that are interested in Strong Towns principles, which is just having resources available within your hyper-local community that you can, you know, live, work, and play in, in a small area. Uh, that's that's the that's one simple way of looking at it. But it's just it's just basically having a sustainable. Uh, lifestyle within your your community. Mm-hmm. Um, but Shout out to Delaney Bartlett yeah, for Delaney starting Bartlett, that. She has uh, she has taken the reins on that, and it's really growing. and And we had a great meeting recently uh, where a lot of people turned out. So we're really excited about that. People from the community, people from city government, and it's just been really nice to see that there's momentum there. It's brand new, but if you're interested, there's a Facebook group called Fayetteville Strong. There's a lot of energy behind this movement. So one thing I wanted to add before we move on is if you live somewhere that you want to see become more walkable, more connected to public transportation, more bikeable, just safer to not be a car person, (laughs) to not be a driver basically, or to be able to be connected to more walkable areas, start coming to these meetings because there's just a ton of energy behind them and it's growing quickly and a lot of the civil servants and local community leaders are turning up to these meetings too. So you'll want to be there. People are eager and listening and you can be part of really driving this community in a way that's focused on inclusive active transportation. I also want to shout out the Fayetteville Active Transportation Advisory Committee. Uh, We've crashed a bunch of their meetings (laughs) and they're really nice about it. They, they're just a great group of people and they're, their interests line up with what our interests are, and they're really trying to make Fayetteville a better place for all modes of transit, not you know, not just cars, but everything else. So um, really, really enjoy them. We hope to have them on the show as well, members from that committee. So uh, other than that, uh, just a couple more shout-outs. Zanzibar Kitchen yes. in the Purple Trolley on Township. Uh, Happiness is the one who runs that place, and it is only open Wednesdays and Saturdays, but it is fantastic East African food. Highly recommend you try it if you haven't. And uh, that's all I got to say about that. Just go there and you will, mm-hmm. you will thank me later. <laughs> <laughs> and also secondhand smoke, 
they have a great vegan barbecue option now. So I would inquire with them about that because it was delicious when we had it. There was an event at Likewise, I believe, a few months back where they had some vegan barbecue and it was... Life-changing. Very good. We're not vegans, but we try to eat a lot of plant-forward meals. And so a lot of the shout-outs that we're going to give are going to be plant-based. But um, that's one of the things that I really love about this area too, is that even though there's a lot of barbecue influence and it is a a meat-focused area in many ways... If you do choose to for health reasons or ethical reasons or whatever, whatever reasons you have for wanting to be a little more plant forward, you will have a lot of options. So we'll be shouting out people in general as we do this podcast. And one last shout out is Creative Mornings. Creative Mornings, we've been going since the beginning. We've missed a few few episodes, a few (laughs) meetings, but it's been a great, great community of creators, artists, just citizens that are interested in the arts and creative uh, pursuits and it's just a, a great group of people and it meets monthly um on friday what is it i think the it's last usually friday the or second month? or the second to last yeah but anyways, maybe the last friday you can check it out creative mornings i'll link it in the yeah. show notes and it's a great uh, organization so i highly recommend going there as well so this is one that I know you're going to be excited to talk about, Meredith. <laughs> if you could magically conjure up something new along the trails oh in Fayetteville, gosh. what would it be? Where would it be located and why? Am I limited to one? No. I mean, we could talk about it. Okay. Well, I have a dream of a place that I don't know if it will ever really happen, but I feel like a community hub toward the north, south, east, and west sides of our loop that goes throughout Fayetteville would be phenomenal. So you could have like the east side community hub, the south side community hub, whatever you want to call it. Ours, I would love to see it near Gully Park because that's where we live. And the point being with all of this, there is this loop that will be completed soon once the mission, the mission boulevard, I always get it confused with the other one. Corridor. Where it goes from Mission Boulevard all the way down to, I think, Maple Street in the Mm -hmm. historic district along Old Wire, you know, Mission Boulevard corridor, that whole. Yeah. yeah. So basically, I would love to see something along that corridor because that's where we live. But the equivalent, there's going to be this huge loop going around all of Fayetteville once that's complete, that little section I mentioned. And I'd love to see a community hub somewhere on north, south, east, and west. In this case, my dream would be the east one where you have incentives for arriving via foot, scooter, bike, some sort of active transportation, Mm -hmm. a sustainable model where it partners, in our case, with Appleseeds because it's right there, or other local businesses. I've dreamt of having Zanzibar have a booth here. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like a food hall meets a bike meeting place, a tune-up area where you can fix your bike, an area where you can lube your chain. If you need to, you could have secure, weather-safe bike locking, and then even, dare I dream, catch a bus to wherever you are intending to go. But we all know how Fayetteville is or this part of the country. The skies will open up. And I just think it would be really cool to have these hubs or these community centers where you can get food, you can get coffee, you can fix your bike, you can fix your skates, you can put your things away and lock them up and then catch a bus or walk the rest of the way and feel like you're connected to the rest of the city. But you also can just walk there and meet up with your community members. Yeah, and and specifically we thought of this because being on the east side, the Neocasca Creek Trail and the Old Wire Cycle Track, that is very new to the city. Mm -hmm. But there's just an opportunity now that it's there 
to really have a little walkable community hub like like she's describing and and I should say that Meredith put together like an entire PowerPoint about this because she got <laughs> nerd so alert, excited. Nerd alert. Uh, we even have a name for it, the gully pad. Yeah. Uh, hop on over. So <laughs> we um we have this whole vision and we have like it's all in our head, but we have it also in a PowerPoint and uh, we can probably link that in the show notes as yeah, well. Sure. Yeah. So if anyone's interested and you know, it's one of those things that's gonna require you know, the right location, the right developer, all these things. We are none of those people. We we don't have the resources to do it ourselves, but we would certainly champion it if it did mm-hmm. happen. And we just figure we'll put it out there to the world and maybe something can happen. Yes. But um, And I'd like to see the trails extended more on the west side of town, yes. on the west side of 49. I know there are plans to do some of that, and I think that'd be another area to have community hubs and things like that. So it's, it's a really exciting proposition, and I'm sure it'll happen as time goes yes. on, but we're we're just eager. Yeah, I know. That's I've never been called a patient person. It's not one of my virtues, <laughs> but but I do love to dream and I love to think ahead to what would continue to build community and make things feel like this beautiful, wonderful small town mm-hmm. vibe that we have without forcing everybody to go, okay, you gotta go downtown if you wanna have that vibe. I think it would be really neat to have a little nodes and hubs throughout the city so that as things grow, you don't have to be a bajillionaire to afford a property in a walkable area because you want to live somewhere downtown. That's for most of us, most people out there, ourselves included, that's just not going to happen. So um, a couple of other things I would love to see along the trail system. I would love to see an aquatic park or swimming destination. I know we have the Wilson Park Pool and that's awesome. I would love to see more of that. I know Rogers has this aquatic center and we've got a splash pad coming to Gully Park, but it gets hot. And so even if you're just kind of out on the trails going from eatery to brewery or whatever your your interests are and you're biking around or skating or walking, it'd be so nice to be able to pull off and also just take a dip. Um, so that's one of my dreams. And for now, I'm thinking the splash pads will have to do. But if I had my perfect situation, we would have little aquatic parks of some sort. And then one other thing, since we're dreaming, mm-hmm. I don't know when I'm going to have that's, the next hey, opportunity dr- to just sit here and dream on a microphone. You've got the mic. I got the mic. <laughs> so I would love to see more food truck courts on the trail. Yes. Um, at the time of recording this episode, the Yacht Club is the, in, the per, in the process of potentially being sold. And there's been some turnover with food trucks. And I've thought about it a lot and realized I think food trucks are really, 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 really well placed for people who are actively transporting themselves around town. So if we could get some more food truck parks, kind of like the one that's near Arcega's at the mill. I forget which one that is, but it's it's near South Yard, near that development. And it's got, I think, a hairstylist in there and then a, a few food trucks. But if we could do more of those off the trail, I really think that would add more vibrance. And I think it would encourage more people to use the trail system as transportation, because if you forget your bottle of water or you get hungry along the way, or you hit some inclement weather, you can always duck into one of these little areas where they've got some cover, like the boardwalk Mm -hmm. in Springdale. They've got that great covered area. Um, Lake Fayetteville food truck area has a lot of great covered areas. So it'd be really nice if you could just pull your bike off or pull whatever you're riding off, eat, wait out the storm and then continue on your way. Yeah. What about you, Nick? Um, I mean, it's similar to your vision, but I always think of 
places like Paris, France, where they have all these cafes where people are just sitting out on the sidewalk and they're around tables and maybe without all the smoking, <laughs> but, <laughs> but with the, you know, just like they're having a good time and just talking and chatting. And it's almost like, it's almost like the days before cell phones, you know, when people like they had to sit and talk, they didn't, they weren't, they weren't stuck on their phones the whole time. And I'm not under any illusions that people would be off their cell phones because they're still going to be using them. But I still love the idea of those little outdoor cafes. And I think um, having more of those kind of places along the trail would be great. Like just little seating areas where people can just pull off, grab a coffee, grab a tea, maybe a light beverage and a snack and just sit out there and watch people go by. And so Mm -hmm. that doesn't take very much space. So those could be carved out just little, almost like little nooks along the trail. And, you know, maybe someone could set up a little food cart there. It doesn't even have to be a whole building or anything major it could literally just be a spot for a single uh, coffee cart or something and then people could rent those out maybe it even rotates through vendors so that way you know one day it's one person one day it's another or it could just be a pop-up thing where there are these little carve outs that are designed to just you can go on the city site and sign up to use that space for three hours yes and it's free it's just a, a way to coordinate and then that way it encourages these maybe small businesses or people new to the serving food or, or drink could just set up a, a little pop-up there so yep. also placing those next to existing compost drop-offs mm-hmm. or recycling centers yeah. would be so encouraging to prevent trash on the trails because we've yes. we've brought this up in some of the random like Facebook groups and, and group gatherings we've been in. And people always have that objection of trash, which I totally respect. The last thing either of us wants to happen is have the trails get filled with trash. So I think strategically placing these facilities next to existing or new recycling trash and compost centers would really help that. And then also incentivizing people for bringing clean, refillable containers. Mm-hmm. That would be a really good attraction for people who doesn't like to save a little bit of money by bringing their own refillable containers. Totally. Well, uh, in order to not go too long on this episode, I just wanted to quickly cover one program that I think is really interesting and it's called Bicycle Benefits. And Bicycle Benefits is an organization where businesses can sign up with them and they get a bunch of these bicycle benefit stickers. And so if you don't have one, you can go in there, buy one for, buy a sticker for $5 and you put it on your bike helmet. And what that does is it means if you go to any participating business that's, that supports bike benefits, you get some sort of promotional discount. And so it's really nice because it's encouraging people to cycle. It's encouraging people to patronize local businesses. And I went through and there's actually a map on their website of all the businesses that participate in Fayetteville. I'll link that in the show notes. But I just took a random sample of some of those and I'm going to just quickly read them off so you can see the kind of things that you can get. So as of June 2023, uh, if you go to, say, Woodstone Craft Pizza, you can get a free garlic and Parmesan breadsticks and two bone sauces with any purchase. Ooh. Fossil Cove Brewing Company, you get a free drip coffee or Americano. So if you're on the trail in the morning and you want to swing over there, you can go get a free coffee. Uh, Nomads Trailside and Southtown, uh, you get 20% off the entire tab. That's that might legit. be the best deal in the whole list. Uh, I don't know if they'll do that forever, but while they do, I highly recommend you take advantage <laughs> of that because that, that can add up. Uh, Columbus House Brewery, you get $1 off your first two beers on Saturday or Sunday. Prairie Street Bar and Tap, you get one buy one, get one drink per visit. ONF or Ozark Natural Foods, you get a free rotating surprise, which apparently you have to ask the cashier. So I can't vouch for the quality of that surprise, but hopefully it's a good thing. <laughs> um, 
Puritan coffee and beer at 10% off. So there's a lot more than that, but I just wanted to kind of quickly run through some of the discounts you get. And it really only costs you five bucks and you're helping local business. And why wouldn't you do that really? Even if you don't bike that often, just do it. And then when you do bike, you get these discounts. So, Mm -hmm. and please don't, uh, don't drive there with your bike helmet and try to get the discounts. Let's, let's be genuine and please bike (laughs) there when you do use the discounts. Cause that, you know, let's try to be good. Yeah. Um, Okay, so just to wrap up, what is one simple thing everyone in Fayetteville can do today to make it a better city, Meredith? Okay, well, I think it's already a pretty incredible city, so I just want to put that out there. I think as we grow and as we move forward, it's a size thing. So having grown up in a city of like 50,000 people that's now 120,000 people, I have noticed that Fewer people will make eye contact and smile in my hometown. And that's something that a lot of people still do here. So I would encourage people to continue doing that. Make eye contact, smile, say hello. I think it really helps to give it that small town friendly vibe that we all love so much. And as it gets more crowded, it can be really easy to kind of lose focus of doing that. But I went and I traveled out of the city recently to a much bigger area to see a friend. And I was struck by every time I made eye contact and said hello to somebody that looked at me like I was out to get them. Like I had some sort of weird ulterior motive. And I love so much that people here smile and say hello. So that would be my big ask for people moving in, people who already live here, is just continue saying hello and smiling at people. It makes such a big difference. And then Uh, The other thing is, if you're driving, do not speed, do not honk, because I do notice that as people move in from bigger cities to a smaller city, having grown up in one and living in one now, I think it's easy to bring in that honking culture, to bring in that, oh my gosh, I've got a million things to do and i got to get there and beat rush hour, but there's no hurry. There's no reason to speed. This is an area that Nick and I sometimes... Unless you have a legitimate emergency. Yeah. I mean, if someone's in your car (laughs) bleeding out, of course, get them to the hospital. But but, but in a normal, on a normal day. Yes. And I mean, full disclosure, this is, I'm constantly asking Nick to slow down a little bit. So this is one of those things that he, having grown up in Los Angeles, has loved coming here because of the slower pace. So I'm, I'm always being a little bit annoying to him and being like, remember, we live in Arkansas. Nobody's in a hurry. And I think it's important for all of us who live here and who continue to live here and who move in to just remember that it's not the kind of place where you need to speed and scramble to get places. But once you bring that energy in here, it's, it's definitely kind of contagious. Yeah, I get what that. What about you, Nick? What's, a, what's one simple thing in Fayetteville that you think that locals, people moving in, anyone can do to make the place a be- an even better city, I should say? I'm going to keep it simple because I'm sure we're going <laughs> to cover this again throughout these episodes. But um, I'm just going to say use your bell and or say on your left when you're on the greenway and you're biking or traveling past anyone who's slower than you. Um, just because sometimes people don't notice that you're behind them because you're coming up so fast and it can startle them especially if they have a dog you may want to make that known earlier just so that if their dog is slightly aggressive or jumpy that they can grab the the dog a little closer it's just a common courtesy and i think a lot of people here do it and it's nice but you know not everyone does and it just it's it's just a nice courtesy for everyone and so that's that's what i would say just uh, just keep doing that i know that's technically I wouldn't say the law, but it's, it is the recommendation <laughs> of the city that you do that. Right. There are, there are posted signs, 
but I would just like to reinforce that it's a nice, a nice gesture. Yes. And it could just be a, a little bell ring or you can say on your left or both, whatever yes. you think is great. Similarly, I think if you're a pedestrian or you're skating or anything like that, try and make the effort to stay a little more toward the right hand side of the trail so that people don't have to kind of come up right behind you and, and aggressively get around you. Basically just having common, common courtesy on the trails, understanding that they are going to get busier when students are here mm-hmm. and understanding that over time, um, they're going to get busier recreationally and ideally because people are using them for active transportation. So just being considerate of others and recognizing that if you're walking in a group that you might want to pair off into twos so that you're not taking up the whole width of the trail. One thing I was going to say too, is when you go into a tunnel saying rider up loudly and ringing your bell helps. Yes, yes. And then what I have heard, this is something I literally learned within days ago, but saying on your left sometimes makes people who aren't familiar with cyclists want to walk to the left because they've noticed that. So yeah. So yeah. I've heard that using your bell or saying rider up or bike coming, something like that. Cause the word left might. Yeah. makes them go to might, the left. Yeah. Like subconsciously. That's a good point actually. And that's a, that's a really good point. We should so, have a cyclist on to tell us yeah, what the I'm, best thing is. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do, I do think like, you know, rider up, although that kind of sounds weird too. So I don't know. We'll yeah. figure something out. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. And uh, I'm going to leave you with one interesting thing I read today in an article, which is that the city of Fayetteville is now considered a new participating jurisdiction, according to the U.S. Census, after it hit a new high in population thresholds, which opens the door for the city to participate in federal funding. This is from KNWA. And Devin Howland, who's the director of Economic Vitality Department for Fayetteville, said that it now qualifies for HUD, which is the United States Housing and Urban Development, which provides funding to cities to do a lot of things all related around affordable housing. So you can do direct tenant assistance with this. You can do rehabilitation of affordable housing and a lot more. So this is really cool. This is a big deal because affordable housing is a topic we are going to cover on this podcast and we think is important to focus on. So this is really great. I just thought I read this right before the recording. and I thought, how cool is this? Because one of the great things about growth is you do suddenly qualify for some of these programs. And so now hopefully that can help things out. So stay tuned. I think there's a lot to come on that front, but just a really good thing. So thank you so much for joining us and uh, we'll be seeing you next episode. Yes. Thank you so much. Right.